No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. So after working for his uncle Laban for 14 years, for his two wives and having 11 sons and one daughter, Jacob began to increase his wealth. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 30 on Simply the Bible. Jacob had been in Padan Aram for 14 years, long enough to pay Laban the dowry for his two daughters, Leah and Rachel. Jacob now had 11 sons and at least one daughter. With his two wives and two concubines, there were many mouths to feed. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, Send me away, that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served you, and let me go, for you know my service which I have done for you. There was certainly nothing wrong with Jacob's desire to go home to his father and to his own country. After all, God had promised that he would bring him back. So he went to Laban and asked to leave, that he could take his wives and children and go back home. Verse 27, And Laban said to him, Please stay, if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, Name me your wages, and I will give it. Laban was a very shrewd businessman, and he learned by experience. Some translations say he learned by divination. Either way, Laban was smart enough to know that he was prospering because of Jacob. So he was willing to cut a deal. Name your wages. Under normal circumstances, it would have been proper for Laban to set the wages. But he probably figured he'd get a better deal by letting Jacob set his own wages. So Jacob said to him, You know how I have served you and how your livestock has been with me. For what you had before I came was little, and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming, and now, when shall I also provide for my own house? Jacob knew he could continue working for Laban forever and probably never get anything in return. (laughs) And so, he's looking for a way to make a living for himself and provide for all of these mouths to feed, which was the right thing to do. 1 Timothy 5.8 tells us that if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So it was very reasonable for Jacob to expect to begin to build his own house. So Laban said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flock today removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And these shall be my wages. So my righteousness will answer for me in the time to come. When the subject of my wages comes before you, everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it is with me. These were very, very reasonable terms. 
Jacob didn't want any gift from Laban. The last time Laban gave him something was when he worked seven years for Rachel and Laban gave him her less attractive older sister on the wedding night. Instead, Jacob set terms that seemed very favorable toward Laban. But really, Jacob was giving an opportunity for God to bless him. What Jacob proposed was that he would go through Laban's flock and remove all the speckled and spotted sheep and the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats, so that what would be left in Laban's flock would be the white sheep and the solid-colored goats, usually black or brown. The ones that he removed, he would give to Laban. And from then on, any brown sheep that were born or speckled and spotted from the, the sheep or the goats would belong to Jacob. Thus, he would build his flock little by little. And he protected both himself and Laban so that if there were any solid-colored goats or sheep in Jacob's flock, then it would be obvious that he had stolen them. Thus, he could build his flock and be above reproach. Verse 34, And Laban said, Oh, that it were according to your word. So he removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted and all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one that had some white in it and all the brown ones among the lambs, and gave them into the hand of his sons. Then he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. For many years, we have been involved in a church plant in Romania. And several years ago, when I went there, I learned a new word. The word is called schmeket. It's a word for somebody that is particularly tricky, that you have to keep an eye on, because they'll rip you off if they can. Laban was schmeket. He would do anything that he could to better his own position. In fact, we will see later that even though the terms were very straightforward that Jacob set, Laban would change it ten times. Every time that he saw Jacob uh, prospering, uh, he would want to renegotiate the contract. But even at the very beginning, he didn't follow the spirit of the agreement because Jacob said that he would go through and, and remove all of the speckled and spotted. But Laban didn't trust him to do that. So he went ahead and did it himself. Then he put a three-day journey between the flocks of his that Jacob was watching and the flocks of his that his own sons were watching. Verse 37, Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees, peeled white strips in them, and exposed the white which was in the rods. And the rods which he had peeled, he set before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, where the flocks came to drink, so that they should conceive when they came to drink. So the flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted. It appears that Jacob was using what was the common belief of that time, that whatever the animals saw in front of them when they made it, that's the kind of animals that they would bring forth. This is superstitious, and there's no scientific evidence for it. But we shall see that God was blessing Jacob regardless. By taking the rods of green poplar and of almond and chestnut trees and peeling white strips in them and exposing the white, he made them look a variegated color. And he put them before the eyes of the flocks as they conceived. 
Now, the Hebrew word for conceived literally means to be in heat. So he knew that as they would go there and see this, that they would mate. And sure enough, they conceived before the rods. And the amazing thing was that the flocks brought forth, streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the streaked and all the brown in the flock of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flocks. Again, as the flocks of Laban would see the streaked and brown ones, the belief was that they would give birth to more streaked and brown ones. And after they did, then Jacob would separate them to his own flock. And it came to pass, whenever the stronger livestock conceived, that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them in, so the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Now, there may very well be some scientific wisdom in this. Nahum Sarna cites in an article from the Jewish Encyclopedia, argues that the more vigorous of the flock were single-colored hybrids, that hybrids are characterized by what is called heterosis or hybrid vigor. Therefore, by careful observation as to which animals are more energetic, the breeder can determine which single-colored animals carry recessive genes for spottedness. (laughs) So as the stronger and more vigorous sheeps and goats were in heat, and Jacob placed the rods before their eyes, and they would then conceive, really, those were the animals that had the recessive genes for spotted, speckled, and brown sheep. So it was probably a combination of his superstitious belief and his skill as a shepherd. And whenever Jacob saw a feebler animal, he would not have them breed. So the stronger ones became Jacob's, and the weaker ones became Laban's. Thus, the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. Later on, we'll see that God gave Jacob a dream showing him that it was God that was prospering him and causing the sheep and the goats to give birth to speckled and spotted and brown sheep. God saw everything Laban did to Jacob, and God blessed Jacob. Which goes to show us that if we will do the right thing, and we will trust the Lord with all our hearts, that even though people seem to be getting away with it, they seem to be taking advantage of us, they seem to be tricky, God will take care of them. In Job 5.13, we read, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And the counsel of the cunning comes quickly upon them. God blessed Jacob so that he was exceedingly prosperous, having large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. And this happened in a very quick time, a total of six years. In fact, it happened so quickly that Jacob's sons became very envious. But we'll see that next time. In the meantime, let's learn the lesson. We do our best and trust God with the rest. We are told in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. 
And as we trust in the Lord and do our best, the Lord is faithful to take care of all our needs, even when we have lots of mouths to feed. May God bless you. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go by their website. It's at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. We'd love to hear from you. Tomorrow we'll see that as Jacob's wealth increased, so did the envy of Laban's sons, making it necessary for Jacob to return to Canaan. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis, right here on Simply the Bible.